lovely Good Stuff listeners and welcome back to This Good Stuff podcast with myself, Eloise. I'm Hugo. And I'm Deborah. Thanks for joining us today. What were your highlights from last week's episode, guys? Well, I love speaking to Holly Tucker about starting a business and keeping creativity alive. It got me thinking of some other interesting business ideas. Care to share them, Hugo? They're in development at the moment, but let's just say it engulfs the good stuff world domination. Stay tuned, guys. Of course, everything with you involves world domination. (laughs) Is that like your evil laugh? I thought I'd kick start us off this week with a throwback to some higgles, as today's episode's all about keeping our brains healthy and ticking along. I want you guys to answer as quickly as you can to these riddles. Are you guys up for the challenge? Yep, as always, take it away, Hugo. Let's go. If a plane crashes on the border of the United States and Mexico, where do you bury the survivors? In a pond. No, they survive. You don't need to bury survivors. Correct. Okay, number two. How do you spell roast? R-O-A-S-T. Yeah. How do you spell most? M-O-S-T. How do you spell host? H-O-S-T. Okay, what do you put in a toaster? Bread. Oh, you are clever. What month has 28 days? 30 days has September, April, June and November. 31 has all the rest except for February, which has 28 each year and 29 each year. No, the answer is all of them because every month technically has 28 days. Some of them's just got a few more. Some of them's got exactly 28. Uh, That's a bit of a trick question. Okay, final riddle. Are you ready? Yeah. What gets bigger the more you take away? Uh, I don't know. What gets bigger the more you take away? Sand, a big sand pit hole in the beach. Okay, but that's too specific. What's the actual answer? It's a hole. Okay, cool. How does that work? Well, because the more you dig, so the more you take the dirt away, the deeper the hole gets, the bigger the hole gets. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we're all warmed up now. Thank you for that brain teaser, Hugo. Let's have a think about how we can continue to keep our brain healthy. Our brains are actually much more powerful than any computer you can find. Did you guys know that even though the brain is just 2% of your body weight, it uses around 20% of all energy from the blood and oxygen in your body? Another interesting one, and this is hard to believe, you actually have about 70,000 thoughts each day. Wow. 70,000? Sometimes, Hugo, I think you have about seven. Yes, and sometimes I think you have zero. Oh. So of those 70,000 thoughts, surely some of them it needs to be positive. What makes you happy when you think about something? What is it? I'm going to have lunch soon. Food! Of course it's food! With Eloise, it's always food. I get about 10,000 thoughts a day. Just, shall I get a snack now? A bit hungry? Shall I sneak some food? When's the right time to have food? It's just all of those questions. When's the right time to have food? For Eloise, it's every second of the day. What about you, Hugo? Um, I'd say um, things that keep me happy. Um, Knowing that I'm your sister and you get the most beautifulest sister in the world. Yeah, sure thing, Ali. (laughs) 
<laughs> for me for me it's things like exercising and being kind to people when you guys are actually nice to each other that when makes me really like happy. Exercise, happy yeah because because we know from our previous podcasts mm. that exercise does make you happy we know that mm. the only person i know that exercise doesn't make happy is eloise it makes him very angry well, today we've got a very clever Kimberly Wilson who knows all there is to know about what we should eat and how we can keep our brains feeling good. Here's what she had to say. Kimberly, welcome to the pod. It's lovely that you're joining us here today on The Good Stuff. You're going to be talking to us a little bit about what makes our brains unique compared to other animal brains. Well, the big difference between human brains and even the brains of our closest uh, animal relatives, primates, is that we have this greater development in the front part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex. And that's the part of the human brain which is the slowest to develop. So technically, you're still considered an adolescent in neurological terms until you're about 25 because your brain continues to develop. But it's this front part of the brain which is really responsible for what we consider our most human qualities and traits. So our reasoning, our problem solving, our goal-directed behaviour, our controlling our impulses and give a kind of conversation between our emotions and, and our thinking. So the emotional part of the brain, the kind of limbic system, which some people often call it the hot system, it's very reactive, it's very protective, that fight or flight response is pretty automatic. But in order to manage it and kind of modulate it, you need information from the front part of the brain. So, for example, your, your amygdala, which is the part of the brain that makes a decision about whether something is threatening or not. So you might see, say, something falling from the sky and it's the front part of your brain which will say, oh, don't worry, it's just a leaf. It's just, don't worry about it. It's not a problem. Uh, and it's that kind of conversation between the two which allows you to make good decisions. That's incredible. So you've written a brilliant book called How to Build a Healthy Brains. What does it mean to look after our brains? I think looking after our brains is a kind of multifaceted thing. So first of all, it's about kind of knowing what your brain needs to be healthy, right? So we think about our hearts and we think about our bodies more generally and we think, well, this is what our body needs to be healthy. You need to exercise, have your five a day. But nobody thinks about how to look after your brain and your brain is the most important organ in your body. And what are, what are some examples? So what does our brain need? And what are some things that we can do to help ourselves have a happy brain? Sleep is absolutely crucial for good brain function. And poor sleep is a factor in kind of brain disease that we think it's one of the triggers or one of the contributing factors Alzheimer's disease so it's it's so crucial and what happens when you're in deep sleep is that the gaps in the brain kind of open up and it can clean out the toxins that build up during the day so sleep is a huge one that's good because Hugo gets a lot of sleep I think he's still sleeping <laughs> yeah I do get quite a bit of sleep you get a lot good. of sleep super yeah. important and then obviously there are certain nutrients that your brain needs you know like the rest of us your brain is made of food and so it needs certain nutrients. So things like omega-3 fatty acids, B vitamins, magnesium, these are crucial compounds, not just to make the structure of your brain, but also to make those neurotransmitters, which are the key signalers in the brain. So certain nutrients are really essential for that. 
how important is our mental health and what are some of the things that we can do to look after our mental health? I think that there is no health without mental health, right? So you could have amazing shiny hair, you could be in the best shape of your life, but if you feel terrible in yourself, if you don't feel confident, if you don't feel happy, if your mood is unpredictable, if you feel very anxious, if you're unsure of yourself even, you cannot enjoy your life. So I think mental health is really the foundation of a happy life. I think it's also worth saying, of course, that not everything is in our own hands. And the things that damage mental health are often things in society. So poverty, poor health care, you know, difficult relationships, trauma, all of those things are out of our hands. So we need to be aware of that. Our relationships are probably the most protective factors in terms of our mental health. It almost doesn't matter what the stressor is. If you feel as if there's someone there who can support you, empathize with you, even if they can't help you practically, can help support you emotionally, will really help to reduce the amount of stress you experience from that thing. Yeah, you always hear about the kind of obvious things like food and exercise. And actually, yeah, relationships I haven't really focused on enough. And it does, it affects everything about the way that you feel. So talking about stress and having a fun life, you're mm. a former finalist of The Great British Bake Off, which is one of our favourite shows. <laughs> How does cooking make you feel? And what are your favourite things to bake or cook? So cooking is where I go to really just wind down, possibly also procrastinate. So if there, I, I suddenly realise that if there's a job that... I don't really want to do some sort of admin task. That is the time that I will go into the kitchen and decide it's the perfect time to make pickles. All sorts of like preserving is a lovely task to do. It's where I go to wind down, spend a bit of time. I call it kitchen time. I always say I need a bit of kitchen time. And so my favorite things to make, I do a lot of fermenting. So yeah, so really? I'll do well, like cabbage and stuff. Yeah, I make my own sauerkraut and fermented veg, kefir, kombucha. Is it hard? No, it's so easy. We love to eat. We love to eat. Like, we all love pickles in our house, don't we, Hugo? Yeah. Oh, trust me, we have so (laughs) many pickles in our house. Yeah, we have so many pickles, don't we? We have, like, pickled jars of everything. But we've never made it, have we, ourselves, ever. So what kind of things can you pickle? everything so at the moment I've just done a big batch of pickle courgettes because they're, they're they're so cheap right now and they're so lovely on the side of salads or potato salads and salmon and things I made my own pickled red onions so easy all you do is just slice them put them in a light brine and then they lacto ferment which also gives you the kind of beneficial bacteria so you've got pickled onions that are actually good for you as well can you pickle chocolate can you pickle chocolate here you go I don't know, can you? I'm not sure you'd want to, although obviously chocolate is already fermented. The cocoa beans start out kind of pale and it's actually the fermentation process and then the roasting that that makes them go brown. I wonder if you could pickle cocoa nibs. I'm not sure if pickled chocolate, I mean, although these are experiments that I think you should always try, like try them. Maybe you've discovered something amazing and, you know, you'll go down in history sell as a man's pickle chocolate. Yeah, sell it in the shops, pickle chocolate. Sell it. What, um, what's your favourite thing to eat? I'm a big condiment fan. I love like a little dollop of something on the side of anything I'm eating, yeah. like cutneys, pickles, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And so I made what I'm calling is a brand new condiment, which is quite punchy, it's quite 
potent. So it's sliced garlic, onion, and chili, and then that's pickled. And then, so you've got like oh. spicy pickle relish. Um, really oh, that good. That sounds so good. <laughs> like literally, do you know, you're describing, it's so funny because you're actually describing my palate. Like you, you really are. Like all the things that you're talking about is my palate. Lovely. It's kind of like, and even the ginger, I'm like, oh yeah, you can pickle the ginger as well. You can make your own pickled ginger. Like, oh. so good. Honestly, and I'm it's sold. so easy because most of the time all you're doing is putting some, so you pack your vegetables in. So if you're doing courgettes, you just slice them thinly, pack them in a clean sterilized jar. Then you make a brine. So you're making like 300 mils of hot water, maybe a tablespoon of sea salt, dissolve that. You might want to add a little bit of sugar that can help speed up the fermentation. Let that cool. And then you're pouring that over your veg and that's it. Then you just leave it to lacto ferment. And as it ferments, it becomes more acidic because the bacteria eat the sugars in the vegetables turn it into acids. That's where you get the pickling. That's where you get the preservation. And then you've got a condiment. And you've got a science lesson right there. Yes. (laughs) So for anyone worried that actually they're not doing enough at home schooling, you've got an entire science lesson and a baking lesson all from pickling food. I mean, it's brilliant. It's a win-win situation. And I'm assuming, is some of this stuff up on your Instagram? Yeah, so I've definitely got a kombucha how-to in my Instagram highlights. Kombucha is another one of my favourites. I I drink it every day and it's super easy. And again, you're kind of making your own cocktails. I flavour mine with like grape juice or pineapple. You can make your own kind of ginger beer with kombucha. So it's just, yeah, really nice. I like that. Finally, as you may already know, we're a good news only podcast here at The Good Stuff. Do you mind sharing one piece of good news with us? It could be your own good news from this week, or it could be some positive news from around the world. Um, I'm not sure if it was from this week, but it's certainly on my mind, was the government uh, changing its mind and making sure that children who are from families that receive free school meals will continue to get that support across the school holidays. First of all, I don't think any child should go hungry. But I think, secondly, that we know that children who are hungry don't do as well in school, that they don't have the same nourishment, the same nutrients in order to make sure that their brains are properly developing. So it creates a kind of un equal playing field if there's a group of children in our society who aren't even getting enough food so I thought that was a really really good piece of news and I was really grateful to the government and to Marcus Rashford for his uh, campaigning to make that happen. We talked about Marcus on our previous episode didn't we Hugo in terms of the campaign and how brilliant we thought that that was we liked that didn't we we thought that was really cool oh well thank you very much for joining us I think Hugo you need some food to keep you awake. Yeah, probably. He's clearly into like replenishing his brain through sleep. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Kimberly, for joining us. How can we follow you on social media? I think pretty much everywhere. It's the only place that I've been super organised. I am food and psych. So that's F-W-O-D-A-N-D-P-S-Y-C-H. And I am most active on Instagram. So that's where you'll find most of my stuff. And your book is called How to Build a Healthy Brain. And it's out now. I love that, but I think it's time for a nap now. A little siesta. Hugo, before you go for your well-deserved nap, we've got some really important news to deliver. Eloise, what have we got? Cue the headline music. 
A study has found that being kind can make you live longer. The study found that people over the age of 50 who volunteered two hours a week have less of a chance of developing physical impairments and improved sense of well-being compared to those who don't. The first episode we ever did was about the incredible health benefits of kindness. So check it out if you haven't already. Next up on our headlines, a 64-year-old who suffered two strokes has made a miraculous recovery, believed to be associated with his ability with languages. Paul, who is the Director of Communications at Cambridge University, speaks six different languages that he learned all as an adult. It is believed that he survived the severe strokes as his brain created different wiring connections in his adult life. It's really interesting. Did you know we don't use up all of our brains? I sometimes think, Hugo, you use like a millisecond of your brain. I think I use like whole of it. Do you? I use the whole of it because I'm so smart. I use a millisecond of my brain, and yet I am more intelligent than Eloise, who uses all of it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Good Stuff. Please do let us know your comments in the review section and send through your positive points of the week via a voice note to The Good Stuff at magscreative.co.uk. We love hearing them. Check out this brilliant voice note that we received. I got to speak to my teacher and my friends in zoom it was nice to hear the different stories about how we felt in the lockdown now that's all we've got time for today guys see you on monday bye Bye.